Father, with evangelization, like if somebody wanted to to get started or wanted to wanted to understand a few of the basic practicals or principles beyond beyond be not afraid, which kind of covers them all. You know, if you're going to give a, a a crash course and and have a few key things that you'd have people keep at the front of their mind as they're looking to evangelize in their office or evangelize, you know, um, even other parishioners at their church. What are a few key things that you've seen as affecting the success the most? Sure. Uh, first and foremost, this goes, I guess, for everything, but we have to get holy or die trying, one of the two. And what I mean by that is the holier we get, the more that that will automatically affect people. And I mean that if Mother Teresa walked into a room, which I guess she's deceased now, so that'd be a miraculous by itself, you Woo! know, but like if years ago when she was on this earth walking around, she walked in a room, if you were Catholic or atheist, like you were affected, like her presence mm. affected people, right? Or if the Pope walked in the room, like people are affected, like that's just how holiness works. And so one is we need to get holy. A big thing about evangelization is listening, like really being a good listener. And so if you're with your family, whether it's your immediate family, your wife and your kids or your siblings, or you're at a family party, just talk to people and be less focused about what you're going to say and more about what they're saying. That's a huge thing is listening. And so, for example, I was at a family party recently and I was talking to some of my aunts and uncles asking questions. And the primary thing I'm trying to do is just listen and then ask questions about how they're doing. And so I would say when it comes to like family evangelization, like bringing the good news to those closest to us, it's getting holy and listening and then not, not being afraid, as I said, to ask I'm getting an incoming call. Do you call hotline? Sorry. Um, so it's get out. Oh my gosh. It's literally my nephew. Yeah. I mean, you Klein can take Connor. it. You can take it if you need to. You have time. I'll call him back in a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. He's like a toll side. He's like 10. And so uh, he'll just keep calling. You know, I said, Oh, that. nice. Yeah. Doesn't got that. Doesn't have that human formation yet. Right. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's so like really listening and not being afraid to, to yeah, care for people and ask them questions about how they're doing and just loving their heart is most evangelization when it comes to family stuff. And I'll give you one example there. Like I'm a priest in my family. I'll go to, I'll go tonight to see my sister and her family. We do taco Thursday instead of taco Tuesday. I go maybe two or three times a month. I see them. I don't walk in the door every day and I'm not like, hey, who went to mass this week? Have you been to confession recently? <laughs> Roll, Did you read your catechism? Let's take attendance. Right. Yeah. What I do is I talk about my life. I ask about their life. I They ask me about what I do at, how I didn't do at the parish. I talk to my niece about the musical she's trying out for. And like those things naturally evolve into questions about life. And sometimes I see them, it's just, talk about movies, talk about nothing. Like faith doesn't maybe come up one time, but then it will the next because we're continuing to form relationship. Mm -hmm. And so family evangelization is just continue 
to get a fruitful relationship with your family. Hmm. For evangelization out in public, my big thing is from now on, start saying God bless you to people instead of goodbye. So when you get your drink at Starbucks, God bless you. When you get your food rung up at the store, God bless you. That by itself is a game changer. People will be like surprised by it, or they might say, God bless you back. Sometimes people are confused, like, oh, uh, thank you. You, you, you too. They don't <laughs> hear that too often. Yeah. And then also when you're out in public, don't be afraid to actually dialogue with the person behind the counter. Hey, how are you? Long day. You got to go home soon. Awesome. You're going home in an hour. What are you doing later? I don't know. Just talk right. to them as if they're a human being. And then if you're really bold, um, ask them, hey, uh, priest gave me a challenge to pray for people. Can I pray for you? And they'll say one of a few things typically. Obviously, yes could be an answer. And they'll say yes. And when you say anything specific, no, just prayers are good. They might say no, which in that case, I go, okay, well, Molly, I'm going to say prayer for you anyways. I like praying. Or the other option is they'll give you actual prayer intentions. Hmm. And I'll mention a couple of things there. This actually does get easier. So for example, each week at our student ministry team meetings, we go through evangelization moments and people share their moments of evangelization to kind of inspire all of us to do it as well. Yeah. And just a couple of weeks ago, two students were at our student center. And they said they went there to go meet students and evangelize. They looped the place once nothing happened. They're like, shoot, we got to pray. So said a prayer, did another loop. And then they started talking to some girl who was doing art. They literally just walked up and were like, Hey, what are you drawing? And then they went into a conversation about art life. And then at the end, they're like, Hey, we're having this event tonight at our church. It's like some prayer and some pizza. And the girl showed up. Wow. Right. It's like, all it was, was, Hey, you're drawing. Tell me more. Hmm. Or this one student, she started saying, God bless you to everybody. And now she's at the store asking people if they need prayers. And it just started with her saying, God bless you. She got more bold. She wasn't afraid. And now she'll say, hey, before I go, I'm pretty involved in my church. I like to pray for people. Can I pray for you? And so start small with a little God bless you. And the more you're bold with random people, I think it actually makes you to be unafraid with your family. The reason I say that is because mm. it's way harder to be bold with your family, I think at times, than a person you don't know. Right. And so I think if you recognize um, in people that you don't have a separate relationship, that everything will be fine if you try, it makes it a little bit easier to do with your family as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, a lot of these people, you know, theoretically, you know, you may never see them again, so the stakes are lower. Whereas with family, like that stuff's gonna stick for you know a good a good while. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't want to ever be that guy at a NBA game who they're like, who wants to take a half court shot? I never want to be that guy. But if I knew I was going to, I would practice the half court shot every day by myself first because mm -hmm. there's nothing that there's no nothing nothing's gonna bad's gonna happen. And then I'm like, all right, now it's personal. The, the event's coming, so mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like that, like. Out in public, it's your kind of your free throws. Like, just try it. <laughs> yeah, just get yeah, just get after. Get your reps in. Get your reps. Yeah, get in. your reps in. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's a really great way to to think about it. And it's just important, like, 
even shares like even if you're not a particularly introverted or extroverted per or intro or if you're not an extroverted person, sorry, uh, then that's that's where you can make your free throw free throws if you want to do your um if you want to evangelize your family, you know, and have some of those conversations. It just like helps with boldness too, because you get to see the Holy Spirit work and mm-hmm. like and so often like even though even those of us who are in ministry it's it's kind of funny how often we're still kind of shocked that the holy spirit holds up his end of the bargain whenever we're doing mm. stuff so it's also really it's also just really good for you to see the holy spirit go off in all areas and a good thing to recognize maybe as well with that is with family evangelization it's all long term like you are wanting to establish relationship just trying to get to know them more, um, get to know their heart, who they are. And so it's not like day one, you're trying to get them to believe the precepts of the church or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know you. I even think of, I just did a wedding prep for my cousin and his fiance is becoming Catholic. And the way it happens, we met every month, like 10 months. I just got to know her. Then I would talk about the church. And then at some point she's like, hmm, I like this. How do I join? You know, it's like, wow, it's relationship. So family is like long-term where in public, it really is almost like the short-term game. You just want to leave the image of Christ in a moment Hmm. and then let him continue that somewhere else. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Um, Do you have any other uh, particular tips to leave our listeners as we're starting to get the plane landed here Um, as far as uh, evangelization or maybe a last story that you think is particularly inspiring? Um, I would just say once you kind of start seeing going to the store as like an evangelization adventure, and that might be easy for me to say it as an extrovert, um, it makes life way more exciting. You're not just like buying groceries, but you're like, oh, maybe I can, before I leave the store, say, God bless you three people. You know, like that's kind of fun, you know, yeah. like, all right, all right, I did it. I did it. I just, the guy who was picking out the milk next to me, I was like, Hey man, God bless you, whatever. Or the person who checked out the food or the person who had to put the food in the bag. Like I said, God bless you to him too. And like that makes life more of an adventure and not just the same and not in this thing every day, because even if you say God bless you to three people at the Publix or the Jewel or whatever type of store you have, Walmart. Mm. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they're different people. And so kind of makes it exciting. And then um, secondly is just at the end of your day, spend a little time each day thinking, what could I have done differently to evangelize more? And so, for example, I just met with um, a student right before this podcast, he's going to start playing piano at our church. And he's a music student. He's actually not Catholic. And I'm like, all right, maybe the Holy Spirit will work. We need a piano player. And so I was thinking, gosh, I probably should have asked him more about his faith. That was, that was kind of a business meeting. I had him play some piano. I (laughs) talked to him about like music. I mean, I mentioned I was a priest, obviously, and I'm the pastor, but heck, I should have probably asked him more about his faith. (laughs) And so that'd be a good example of like, I'm going to spend more time thinking about that today and ask, why didn't I, why was I just so focused on the business aspect 
and mm. not more about the wholeness of who he was. Yeah. You know? And so spend some time each day thinking through your day and thinking, okay, I went to the store today. What could I have done to be a little bit more bold? Mm. Or I went to my family party. What could I have done to yeah, be more bold talking to my family or branching out and talking to that cousin that no one really talks to because they're kind of, kind of rejected by the family or kind of the outsider, kind of strange. Like, right. how could I have done that better? Yeah. It's interesting. Like when you talk about like the business meeting, right? Cause so much of the things that we do that aren't like specifically a social or like with friends or with family or something is so, especially in America is just very, very transactional, mm -hmm. right? It's just like, I am here to get my thing and give my money and move on. Like you can boil down so many of the things that we do to that, like mm. whether it's a restaurant and different things like that. And it, and it's ingrained into our culture. Like we're, we're taught this way. It's, it's the way that things are moving um, for things like even, even nowadays, like half the time, like our food comes and we don't even see who brought it like with Uber right. or something like that. Um, so we're just making it less and less, personal in these interactions so it's actually it's a pretty countercultural thing i think that you're asking and i think it's a good thing um that we go into a go into a, a normally innocuous low no risk thing and find a way to like give, give it an adventure or give it some mystery or give mm -hmm. it some give yourself a challenge of some sort um that would be a cool thing father you should make like one of those things for lent or something sometime just like the 30-day evangelization challenge and like, That'd be awesome. And like build people, build people's, you know, things like one God bless you to like presenting the gospel five times, you know, in a day, mm. you know, or something like that. That'd be neat. Yeah. Um, well, but, you maybe uh, even go ahead. Think like um, recently, about the last year and a half, when I go to a restaurant, every time I've stopped ordering. And so what I do is I just tell the waiter or waitress, get me whatever. I say, I've got no allergies. I'm not picky whatever you want to eat today, I want to eat. Just give it to me. And like, even that in itself, like makes the whole meal exciting because a person, I don't know what's coming. They're excited to bring me something. And I've discovered that little silly thing has become evangelization hmm. because they're going to go home. And even if I wasn't a priest, they're going to be like to their spouse, probably like the craziest thing happened today. One of my customers told me to get them whatever and I just brought them food, you know, it's like, <laughs> they're going to tell that to somebody, yeah. you know? And so like, and he paid and then for if you it. say, God bless you on the way out. They're going to tell their spouse or significant other. And they say, God bless you. And so just leaving little marks. And then I did think of one little last story, maybe, and it's not me evangelizing, but a person from the parish, which I think is nice to hear because again, it's easy for me to evangelize i think with a collar yeah it's easy for you tell us a hard one right right i really do it's like if everyone wore a walking billboard it'd be easier and so it's it's harder if you're in casual clothes even when i'm in casual clothes to go to the gym i recognize that my security blanket's kind of gone and i'm mm. like oh i'm no longer father i'm just some guy in workout clothes going to planet fitness because it's 10 bucks a month and cheap and so <laughs> i was at a story once and this person came over to me, he's telling about how much he's grown in his faith. He's like, man, I just been going, to, I've been praying a lot more. I'm going to mass and uh, my whole life's getting better. He's kind of just sharing this testimony with me. How his life's yeah. getting so much better now that he's diving into faith. And he's like, I got to tell you this story. He's like, 
I coach my son's baseball team. And one of the other coaches kind of saw that my life's been changing. So he came to me last week and he's like, Hey, um, I will call him Mike. Hey, Mike, I noticed you're, you seem happier. Your marriage seems better. You get along with your kids. What's the secret, man? Like my life is kind of falling apart. I want to know what you're doing so I could do it. And he's like, I told the guy he's got to start going to adoration. And I was like, Oh, cool. Is he Catholic? And he no. goes, no, 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 he's not Catholic. <laughs> and I was like, you told a non-Catholic to start going to adoration? He's like, well, yeah, it's the truth. If he like goes and sits with Jesus, his life's going to change. And he's like, and like, what's the worst that happens? He won't go and he's not going now. <laughs> and so he's like, I just told the guy the truth. And I remember standing there thinking, I don't know if I would have told that guy that. I think it would have been more ecumenical, for lack of better words. Mm. And I was just amazed at like how he evangelized was his life changed. He was living authentically a Christian life. Somebody saw that. They asked him about it. And he told them, I go to adoration. I go to mass. My whole life's different. Mm. And so I think that's like a really simple way to take it. Like just keep striving in your faith. Really live on authentic Christian life. People will God willing to see that enter into a relationship with them and then natural conversation will happen. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really beautiful thing. We've mentioned something similar to that once before here on the podcast, like, like having a reason for the belief that is within you, but sometimes it's really, it's really key to um, like, even for that guy with adoration, like he doesn't know what adoration is. Like, so whenever right. somebody asks us like, like, like I can ask us some of the guys that are in my Bible study. This happened a couple months ago. I was like, why are you, why, why are you Catholic? And they're like, well, the Eucharist. And I was like, how is that going to help right. somebody who doesn't know about what the faith is? Right. You know, at the end of it, like you kind of have to, you have to, you have to make your vocabulary fit with something that they can understand, like sharing that common truth, like that you've kind of shared there and whatnot. You know, it can be that, but, you know, it can be a little bit more about purpose or, you know, finding that, that feeling of home when you receive the Eucharist or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that's just so important. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question, too. I one time was meeting with some Mormons. No, yeah, they're no, the Jehovah Witnesses. I remember asking them that, like, why are you Jehovah Witness? Like, sell it to me. I, mean, I was being honest. I'm like, and I was, I was in my priest clothes. We were Zoom calling. And I said, like, tell me, like, why is it the greatest thing to believe? And they just said like community. And I was like, oh, it's a good answer, but I can get community at Starbucks. Yeah. I was like, I, was I can like, go to a softball game. And get yeah. Community. And so it's a good question. Yeah. Like don't be afraid to actually also know why you believe what you believe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great thing for ourselves and it'll help us. It'll help us get holy, which is obviously the most important thing out of yeah. all of that and whatnot. Well, uh, here's one last tip. Okay. Even if you're super introverted, everyone says goodbye to people. It's like the God bless you one is super simple. So easy. Everyone can do that. All right. Avery, you and me, no more goodbyes. God bless you. Only. No more. God bless you. God bless only. you. That's the deal. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being here uh, with Red Dirt Catholics with uh, Father Kyle. God bless you. And we'll see you That's next right. time. <laughs> that is good. Mm -hmm.